The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. The U.S. Army warns its service members that if they want to see the movie Joker, they better be prepared to fight. And then we take a look at an interesting story of a man who traveled to an alternate dimension simply to buy some McDonald's. And that dovetails into a story, a personal story of mine, I like to call The Haunted Wendy's, today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. So the other day I did an episode about uh, UFOs, drones being spotted over Iranian power plants. I do have to make a slight correction of that story. The story itself I stand by. The story itself was reported. But the video that I talked about is actually video of a, uh, like a barbecue in Texas. I talked about this video of this, it was only like maybe 10 seconds of the episode, but talked about a video you seeing this drone flying around and all this anti-aircraft fire. Turns out it was just a bunch of hillbillies trying to shoot down an RC drone. So that was my mistake for including that example. But the story itself, I still stand by. Just the video that I talked about briefly. That was fake. So when that type of stuff happens, I'm not going to try to cover it up. I will admit that video itself is fake, but I'm going to leave it in the episode and then people will hear this correction and go, that is a man of integrity or a man who doesn't really <laughs> look into videos, which is why I don't feature a lot of videos because they're the honestly one of the easiest things to fake. So that correction being done, let's go ahead and move on to our first story. Now, our first story is very near and dear to my heart. October 4th is my birthday. Nine days from now, I will be 43 years old. Feel free to sing happy birthday wherever you're at. And it will magically come to me. It'll make me feel good. I'll get all these I'm like, oh, these shivers as I'm walking around. I'll spend the whole day just quivering. October 4th is also the release date for the movie The Joker, which I've been waiting for. I really hope it's good, dude. There's a chance I want to go in. I'm going to be super bummed out. I'm like, I'll show you Joker movie. Actually, I shouldn't do that because that's kind of the point of our next story. But I'm really looking forward to the movie The Joker. Or Joker, I guess it's a better way because that's the actual title. But... Really looking forward to that movie. I really, really love the character of the Joker. We've talked about that before. I love... I I think he works best as a foil to Batman. He would be a terrible Spider-Man villain or a horrible Fantastic Four villain, but he's the perfect foil for the world's greatest detective because he is complete chaos. He's he's totally outside the box. He is the box and outside of it, and he's just... He's... Anyways, you guys get it. So... I could go on and on about Joker. I'm sure I will do a Joker review. So if the movie sucks, it'll be a two-hour-long episode because I just rip into it. What happened on Tuesday of this week is the U.S. Army released a memo, and it was listed as official release only, but of course, you know, it was an email that went out to the service members and somebody leaked it. So let let me tell you a little bit about this memo here. So they released this memo, and what happened was the FBI, here's a quote from this memo, The FBI, quote, discovered disturbing and highly specific chatter in the dark web 
regarding the targeting of an unknown movie theater during the Joker release. So, it seemed that this threat was coming out of Texas or was directed towards Texas, the Lone Star State. But they released this message and then the U.S. military, the U.S. Army said, listen, if something happened, when you're going into the theater, identify two points of exit. They're like, remember when you went to go see the love guru in the theater and you were looking to try to escape the whole time? Do that. Imagine Joker is the love guru and you just can't wait to leave that theater. At any moment, you might have to get up and walk out because that movie was garbage. So this is technically from now on going to be called the love guru memorandum. And they said, let me, now I got to change back to actual seriousness. They said, go in and identify two points of exit and you do the run hide fight. So you do the, what they call the run hide fight. So your first case of action is to get out of the theater. Second case of action, if you can't get out of the theater is to conceal yourself. You wear your ghillie suit to the movie theater. You just have popcorn stuck to it. I know you guys are thinking, Jason, you're making, you're making fun of a possible mass shooting. Trying to just keep it light. You can hide. And this is good advice for anyone in a mass shooting, really. First thing you should do is try to run away. Second, if you can't run away, you should conceal yourself somewhere. Third, if you can't do either of those things, fight back. That's pretty, pretty normal stuff. And the memo goes on to say this. So they're saying that the person or persons targeting the movie theater are are incels, which are involuntary celibates. It's a, it's a slang term or an actual term for someone who is involuntarily celibate. They want to have sex, but they can't. And this, this is what the memo says. Incels are individuals who express frustration from perceived disadvantages to starting intimate relationships. That's really, really a lot of $3 words to explain. They can't get laid and they want to. Incel extremists idolize violent individuals like the Aurora movie theater shooter. That was the guy. He actually never said he was the Joker. A lot of people said, oh, he dressed up like the Joker and went and shot up during that movie. He was just an orange-haired freak who shot up a movie theater. So he wasn't the Joker. I'm a Joker apologist. I've become a man who now has to defend the Joker. And then going back to this article, going back to this quote, they also idolize the Joker character. The violent clown from the Batman series, admiring his depiction as a man who must pretend to be happy, but eventually fights back against his bullies. Why do I have to keep defending the Joker? The Joker is that characterization of the Joker. You guys are like, Jason, this has nothing to do with this. The characterization of the Joker has never been, ever, a man who must pretend to be happy while fighting back against his bullies. That may be what the new movie's about. But no way. He's always been, at the very least, a common thug. A predator of the good people of Gotham. And at the most, a a cosmic-level, diabolical creature. So, whoever wrote this doesn't read comic books. So that's my first quibble with it. But that aside, my Joker apologist stance aside, it's... I don't want to do the normal, it's sad that we live in a world where we have to do this. And it is sad. And it's not that... It could be the military overreacting to, which they have a tendency to do. Military overreacts to everything. It's not that. I am willing to throw out a conspiracy theory. And it's actually a conspiracy theory I've come up with a long time ago. And also, let me say this. If you are an incel, if you consider yourself an incel, the words have power. And when you label yourself an incel, you really can't. It's hard to control what other people call you. But when you label yourself an incel... You're giving your body that tag. You're giving yourself that tag. You can have those feelings of frustration that you can't be in an intimate relationship with somebody. 
But the more power you give words, the more power we give words as a community, and especially the words you attach to yourself, they give them power. I don't attach negative words to myself. Like, I don't call myself fat. I will make jokes about me being chubby, and I'll make jokes about me being fat, but in my own private moments, I don't look in the mirror and go, I'm fat. I don't assign negative words to me outside of some sort of humor or something like that. And I will say, I used to be fat. I'll use termino- I'll use negative terminology of me in the past, but I don't use negative terminology for who you are. Sorry, that was a little preaching moment. Let's get back to an actual interesting thing. So this is a conspiracy theory I have. I have no proof of this, and it's most likely not true. So take it with a grain of salt. Who? This is what we look at when we look at conspiracy theories, especially ones that Jason made up. Who has the most to gain? With people being afraid to go see Joker at the movie theater. And who has the ability to pull off something like this? And who owns the Magic Kingdom? Disney. Disney. The Disney company got a bunch of people on the dark web and being like... you. The thing that is amazing about the internet is anyone can be anything. So you could have Bob Iger sit down and be like, oh man, I wish I could have so much sex. I'm going to go do all this violent stuff. And then it's just an anonymous thing on the web. So Joker is poised for like a $100 million opening weekend. Joker's being talked about. It's like one film festivals. It's talked about being Oscar worthy. And that's the one thing Disney movies have never even come close to. Not, I, I should say Disney Marvel movies. Joker, it is pot, and this is another reason why I'm looking forward to this movie. I could be hyping it up too much, but Joker may possibly change the superhero genre. I will actually go so far to say that Joker may have the same effect on the superhero genre as Pulp Fiction had on independent film. Because I was talking to my little, and this is one thing I like about DC. Their the movies are so weird. They're just so bizarre. You have mustard. You have like a dance scene, and then everyone gets killed by mustard gas and Wonder Woman. Spoiler alert. Batman vs. Superman was this bizarre meditation on everything. It was just crammed full of ideas. I was telling my little brother, we were talking about Phase 4, because I'm really into movies. I'm really into movies and comic books and stuff like that. I never really talk about them on the show, because that's not why you guys listen to it, except for this segment. But I said, I told my little brother, I go, you know what? I can tell you right. I I go, in regards to the Joker, I go, "It, it just looks so unique. I go, I can tell you right now what every movie in Marvel's Phase 4 is going to look like. I can tell you exactly what the color palette's going to look like. I said it's going to look exactly like Iron Man. Iron Man 2, maybe. Maybe they'll go a little bit darker. But it's going to have that exact same color palette, because they all do. Guardians of the Galaxy was the only one that kind of changed up the color scheme, because they're in space. But then they come back in Avengers, and it's that same set of paintbrushes. I go, I can tell you exactly what Captain Marvel 2 is going to look like, or Shang-Chi. Doctor Strange may be a little bit different, but again, all the movies look the same. Marvel movies are the equivalent of a a Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, and DC movies are the equivalent of Suicide Girls. I don't even know if that website's still up, but just kind of a weird look to it. And everything looks grungy, and all the photos look like it was taken in someone's backyard and or murder dungeon. So... Marvel's pretty much gone with creativity. They're all the movies, it's a cookie-cutter thing. And DC is still trying to figure stuff out, and they're just making these bizarre flicks. And I think that Joker could change... Joker, when it comes out, it could make the Marvel movies look like antiques. Like, whoa, look at this really cool thing you can do with superheroes. Oh, great. 
Captain Marvel 2. Oh, yay, uh, another superhero I've never heard of. Wesley Snipes, not in Blade. And I think that Disney could actually be hurt by that. And so if they can make Joker not a hit, if they can make people scared to go see Joker, maybe they can hold on to their kingdom for a little bit longer. I have no proof of that whatsoever at all. So don't sue me, Disney. I don't have any proof of that at all. But it's an interesting made-up conspiracy nonetheless. So, okay, let's go ahead and move on to our... Let's go ahead and move on to our next story. That was an analysis, lawyers, for Walt Disney Company. And and I don't actually believe it. I just think it's interesting. It's an interesting theory. And this is a comedy podcast. Okay, so let's go ahead and move on to our next story. Now, our next story I came across, just kind of on accident, it sparked an old memory of mine. And it's funny because it's one of those stories. We'll get to my Haunted Wendy story in a second, but it's one of those stories that I remember once when it happened to me, and I have a vague recollection, I mentioned this on the show before, and I asked on Twitter, at Dead Rabbit Radio is my Twitter, you guys should sign up for that, I asked them, I said, have I done the Haunted Wendy story before? And they were like, no, I've never heard of that story. So there is a, I, I believe them, I believe them. I still have an inkling somewhere back in the 300 plus episodes I've mentioned it, but they're saying that they haven't heard it, so we'll go with it. So, but it's one of those stories that when it happened to me, I actually didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell anybody for a long time, and then I finally told my sister, and then she told her boyfriend, and I ripped her a new one, and I said, listen, when I tell you a story, you don't tell anybody. Like, that, I tell the story. <laughs> kind of a, I'm kind of a dick to my sister, but I was like, listen, I tell the story. Like, I was telling you that story in confidence, and it's so bizarre and weird, you can't go around telling that story. Now, here we fast forward 15 years later. I love my sister to death, by the way, but I was not happy with that. But I am a dick to her as well. Um, 15 years now and later, I'm about to announce this story on public, so sorry, sis. But uh, not really. She shouldn't have said it. But let's go ahead and get the preamble set up. I think this is a real interesting story. I found this story, and like I said, it sparked that memory. This is from, I was reading this Mysterious Universe article about people who travel to alternate dimensions. And there's about five different stories. And four of them I've read before, and I think three of them I've covered. One of them's coming up. But the Mysterious Universe article mentioned a Reddit post. And I was like, this is interesting. There's no date. There's no name. There's no time. So it's really, really, if it has about as much veracity as my Walt Disney conspiracy. It really it isn't true, really, is the way I should say it, or most likely isn't true. But let's take a look at it briefly. This dude, my sister, this is my sister, because this is something stupid my sister would do. Sorry, sis. My sister's driving her car through town. She wants to go to McDonald's, right? Dog in the back seat. Barking. Walking around. And she's driving through town, and she starts to realize that the streetlights are going to womp Again, this is anonymous. This is not actually my sister. Don't contact my sister. Tell me about the McDonald's. So she's driving on the street. She sees the streetlights going womp Start flickering on and off. They weren't actually making those noises. And she's like, that's weird. And then she hears like a loud buzzing. And it was like a loud feedback noise in her head. Like a... And she feels pressure on her head. Something's going on. And the dog's freaking out in the back seat. Probably because it's no probably because it knows it's about to be fed McDonald's. And the dog's like, no, this isn't right. And so the car, she keeps driving the car, but the noise goes away and the streetlights are working fine. And then her car stalls and then it starts back up. 
So you have this weird electrical interference, whatever, in as she's driving through the neighborhood. And she starts to realize that things in the neighborhood seem different. Not like each house is a big bubble and there's like monsters walking around. It just seemed off. She started seeing these cars drive by and she didn't recognize the maker model of the car. And the car had like emblems on them that she didn't recognize. But the license plates were totally normal for the area. So she finds the McDonald's and the McDonald's is in the exact same location that it always has been. But... It's in a different shaped building. And again, not a giant bubble with monsters. It was just a different style building. And at this point, so you're driving on the road. This is all happening to you. The feedback noise, the lights, that is a normal Tuesday for me. I wouldn't even register that. I'd be like, ugh. wouldn't even register that as a bizarre thing. I don't know much about cars. So a Studebaker or an Astro 11 could fly by me and I'd have no idea that they, what the maker model was. The McDonald's, different different building, probably still wouldn't pick up on that. But all of those things combined would start to make me feel a little iffy about the situation. But of course, I'm loving it. You got to get that Mickey D's, right? Even though you may now be in an alternate universe, this character in this story, my sister, drives up to McDonald's, still willing to buy food even at this point, thinking they are no longer in their home dimension. They order their food. Oh, and this is another great detail of this Reddit post. They said, I pulled up to the menu and the prices were more than they normally are. That is stupid. That is the dumbest indicator of of an alternate dimension I've ever seen. I went to Walmart the other day. Stuff was $3.99. I went there today. It was $4.99. There's a little sale sticker laying on the ground that fell off. You're like, hmm, the plot thickens. That is the dumbest detail. But anyways, still, my sister is dumb enough to order food from an alternate dimension, gets this McDonald's, and when they go to pay for it, they go, I want to pay with my credit card. And the person in the the McDonald's worker person, who's not a monster, totally normal-looking human, gives her a device that looks like it's to slide your credit card, but instead it looks like your finger goes inside of it. It's described as a blood pressure-looking machine. And so for the first time, this person does something smart, They say, I'm not going to use it. I'll pay with cash. So they pull cash out and they hand it to the cashier. And the cashier kind of fumbles with the bills and looks at him for a moment. And then puts him in the drawer and pulls out a piece of paper, gives it back to my sister. And she goes, what's this? And the cashier goes, that's the word I was looking for. The cashier goes, oh, that is for, this is a drive-thru, by the way. I guess I should have mentioned that. This is never got out of the car. Uh, that's a cash voucher. We don't give out change. We give out cash. We give out cash vouchers. So, oh, okay, weird. Get the food, and then as she's driving out of the drive-thru, she hears the noise again. And she looks in a rearview mirror, and the McDonald's is back in the original building and driving home. Everything's back to normal. Now, an interesting story, yes. But let's take it apart a bit. One, if the story's true, then you should still have the cash voucher. I'd like to see a photograph of that. Two... The idea that the makes of the models of the cars would be different would show a drastic change in the alternate dimension. So the layout of the street would be fine. The layout of the neighborhood would be fine. But the fact that different companies had arisen to build different cars would show drastic changes in the timeline. It would be very, very unlikely in that case that the presidents on the money would be the same presidents. Because you could have a President Ford in that universe... And then Roosevelt made a car or whatever, or just some hobo became rich and made a car. 
Now, I'll push back a little bit on that pushback. It could be the cashier was so stupid or didn't care that when they looked at the bills and there were different people on there, they're just like, whatever. But I'd like to see the cash voucher. It's most likely just a fun story that somebody wrote online. But let's talk about the Haunted Wendy's. There was, so when I lived in Sacramento, I lived off of, How I lived all over Sacramento, but I lived one time off Howe Avenue, and uh, burr, 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 it's the street that goes right down into Sac State. So I was like right on the corner of Howe and the, <laughs> the street that goes to Sac State. And there was like a Borders Books there. There used to be a Blockbuster on the corner. There's a little Safeway uh, shopping center, things like that. And then there is a, like, it's basically a strip mall and stuff like that. I used to go there to GameStop. That's where I bought Resident Evil 4, one of my favorite games of all time. And I used to go to the Blockbuster all the time. I rented so many movies from Blockbusters, they gave me a gold card because I rented like a thousand movies in a year or something like that. Like, they were basically applauding me as they gave me this special card. So along that strip, there's a Wendy's, a Wendy's restaurant. And there were so many food choices in the area. And Wendy's is one of those things, you kind of got to be in the mood for a square burger. You kind of got to be, really, you go to Wendy's for the frost. Like, the burgers are pretty good. They're very fresh. French fries are decent. They're not as good as McDonald's french fries, but better than Burger King french fries. But the burgers are pretty good, and they got Frosties. You got little milkshake things you got to eat with a spoon. But there were so many food choices there that, you know, I wouldn't go there very often. But I remember one day I go, I'm going to go to Wendy's. I'm going to drive to Wendy's, go through drive through Now, there was no crazy blinking lights, nothing like that. It was normal drive. I lived a couple blocks from it. I drove down the road, got into the drive-thru. And so I've had some weird stuff happen to me in drive throughs I'm sitting behind a car in the drive through The story's 100% true. At least I saw it. Could have been a hallucination. Could have been a whole host of things. But let me go ahead and tell you what happened. So, and this would have probably been probably like 2005. I'm sitting there in my car and I'm behind another car that's getting their food. And I'm just not really paying attention to stuff, listening to music, waiting for my delicious Frosty and then the food I ordered <laughs> to excuse me getting a Frosty. So you have the drive through window and there's the car in front of me. And I see the person in the car give the cashier the money. So reaches out, gives the money to the cashier in the window. And then, this is going to be really, really hard for me to explain. What I see come out of the drive through window I'll tell you exactly what I saw, and then I'm going to tell you... Okay. There's a giant ball of paper cups. So, like, empty Wendy's cups. There's a giant ball of empty Wendy cups and napkins, like, pushed together to make, like, a giant ball. Like, if someone said, hey, pick up all that garbage, and you just scooped up a bunch of paper cups and and, uh, napkins, and then you held it, that's what it looked like. But it was probably about, I don't know, maybe a foot... Maybe I'm trying to make the size of it with my hands here. Maybe like a foot or two of material. And so this ball comes out of the cashier's, out of the drive through window, right? And attached to it is a, now this is probably like a good four feet long tube made, and it's not like a cardboard tube. It is made of coffee stirrers, those little, um, card, those little, I don't know if they still make them, but they little pieces of wood that you used to stir your coffee and straws and more tissue paper, like more napkins. So imagine if someone made a giant, lo- like a giant fake lollipop out of garbage, out of stuff that you could find at a Wendy's. 
coffee stirrers, straws, napkins, and cups. Had this giant ball on the top, and then had this about four foot long tube coming out of the back of it, and it had this arch to it, right? And I watched this, and I'm like looking at it, and I watched this thing come out of the Wendy's, and it has like, like I said, it has an arch to it, so it almost looked like someone was holding the bottom of it, and they were making, they were basically like pushing it out of the window. And I'm watching this, and I'm like, what is going on? Like, who built this thing? And you go, Jason, it was some kid bored at Wendy's who made this thing. And that's exactly what I would have thought. But we haven't even gotten started with this crazy, crazy event. The people sitting in the car are waiting for their food. This giant prop comes out of the Wendy's drive through window, right? And it's holding or balancing the food. So you have this giant ball made of this stuff. And kind of hanging underneath it is a bag of food, right? So it's like someone made this giant prop and they attach bags of food to it and they stick it through the window. Instead of just being a normal human and reaching through the window and handing it to someone, they reach through the window and they hand the bag to the people in the car. And the car drives away. And I pull up and I look in the... I'm terrified at this point because so, that's... Let me... Okay, let me keep telling the story. I feel terrified at this point because I have no idea what I just saw. I mean, I know what it was. It was a bunch of garbage with like a bag attached to it. But there was some key details that I'm leaving out right now because I really got to go into detail with those. I'm watching this thing come out. I pull up. I'm a little terrified. And I turn and I, I ask the girl. There's a young girl at the cashier window. I go, what was that? And she looks at me and she goes, oh, he always likes to play tricks. Hands me my bag of food. And I drive away. And I'm thinking in my head, some guy made this giant thing and he attached the food to it and handed it to her. But then as I'm driving away, my mind is basically saying that was a bunch of garbage put together and some kid was using it. But then this other part of my head was going, Jason, what you just saw was physically impossible. And here's why. One, the way it arched out of the window, it would have clipped the top of the roof of the, like, you know, you have those windows and they're not super big of the drive through The way that it was, it, it came out like a perfect arch, but there is no physical way it could have fit through there the way it was arching up. Two, there is no way that coffee stirrers and napkins could hold a bag of food or even just the prop at the end of it. And the way that it came down and bounced down, when I remember it, the big ball also should have clipped, should have hit the roof of the car. It just had such a long arch. It shouldn't have been able to get out and it should have hit the top of the car. It shouldn't have been able to support its own weight. And it wasn't there when I pulled up. It was completely gone. And that's when I realized something, or think I realized something. Because this has happened to me before. There have been times where I've seen a ghost or a haunting, and your brain immediately starts to try to rationalize it. So you'll look down a hallway, and it'll be completely empty, but you feel a little, ugh. And then a week later, you're sitting in your living room, you're reading a book, and you remember you saw a little kid standing at the end of that hallway looking at you. Because you see it, and your brain immediately starts basically retconning itself. No, that wasn't there. It was just an empty hallway. It was a breeze. And then later on, the memory comes back of why you actually had that reaction. 
it wasn't a thing of of paper and napkins and a big bowl. This is again, it's going to sound super weird. What came out of that Wendy's was a giant eyeball. It was a giant eyeball with like a tendril attached to it. Now, can I prove it? No. Is it possibly that that is uh, my own imagination retcon? Absolutely. But I remember it, when I remember that event, I remember two things. I remember the actual physical scene of the paper and the cups. I mean, you would need some heavy wood to balance all that stuff. You, I mean, I, I hope I'm trying to set up, I, I hope I'm getting across how fragile this thing would actually be to build. And then you're delivering food with it. But when I remember it, I remember it as the paper cups and the tube and all that stuff. And then I also remember it as a long green tendril and a giant eye type thing on the end of it and it kind of moving through the building and then clipping into the car and dropping the food off and then going back in one memory is 100% real which is the paper cup thing and the other memory is maybe not a memory at all a sense that what I saw I stopped going to that Wendy's I didn't go to it that often but I stopped going there but every so often my little brother would come into town or I'd have a visitor over and they'd be like hey you want to go get some Wendy's and I'd be like because I wasn't telling people this story. I'd be like, sure. Let's go to the Wendy's. So we'd go to the Wendy's and go through drive through And nothing too unusual. We'd go during the day. But nothing too unusual. The last time I went to that Wendy's. I, it had been maybe a year since that had happened. I wanted a Frosty. And so I thought, I'm going to go back to that Wendy's. I never forgot that story. I'm going to go back to that Wendy's. So I parked my car. I walked inside. And I ordered my food. And the person behind the counter was a teenager just like yeah sure here's dude 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 yes your food and i went and i sat down because i'm tempting fate at this point the teenager didn't send set off any alarm bells when i'm sitting down and i'm eating my food eating some frosty eating food and then for whatever reason i look up and i look around and i realize that it's probably in the middle of the day. It's probably like around noon or one that I'm there. It is, other than myself and the employees, completely empty. Now, I did say there were a lot of food choices in the area. But when's the last time you walked into a fast food restaurant in the middle of the day and it have nobody in it except you and the employees? Not impossible, but a little odd. I'm sitting there and I look up and I it's completely empty. And there's maybe four visible employees and all of them are just kind of moving, almost like they're on a track. Like one guy was just kind of moving around in the back. I could see one guy moving around in the kitchen. And then there was a girl kind of moving around the dining room area, not cleaning up, just kind of walking around. They looked zombified. Maybe there were only three now that I think about it. Maybe there was another one in the back. But I remember kind of stopped eating because I realized I was the only one in there. I don't remember if there was music playing. I think actually there was no music playing. It was dead quiet. And that could be an exaggeration, to be honest. Like that could just be a, a detail I've remembered to make the story more spooky. I got I got to admit it when, when I'm not 100%. And I remember looking up and everyone's just kind of moving in a very odd fashion. Blank look on their face. I remember that. And I just kind of looked around at everybody and they were not acknowledging me, which is that's usually customer service at a fast food restaurant, but... They weren't acknowledging me. They weren't chatting with each other. They weren't really doing anything. They were almost like moving about waiting for stimulus. Waiting for someone to come and order food. 
And I remember going, this, there's something not right about this place. Because I already saw the tendril or the giant ball of cups. Either way, both are bizarre. And I didn't come here for a while unless I was with a friend. And now I'm sitting here. And it's, again, there's something off about this place. I took what was left of my food, got in my car, drove away. Maybe two, three months later, the Wendy's closed. Closed down. And I thought, when's the last time I've ever seen a fast food restaurant close? It happens. Again, that's not impossible. And the fact that they didn't have any business on, a, on 1 p.m., middle of a week, means they're probably not making a ton of money. But I didn't think it was... First off, it's weird that a Wendy... Because Arby's was killing it. Arby's was maybe four businesses away. And Arby's is garbage food. And they were killing it. I forced myself to try to eat Arby's multiple times. It's gross. Wendy's is way better than that. And it's only like four buildings away. So, sorry Arby's. But, Wendy's shut down, which is weird. A fast food restaurant shutting down is weird. But again, not impossible. And, to make it even weirder. And again, now maybe stretching the definition of weird. That fast food restaurant stayed empty for years. It actually was still empty when I left Sacramento. So for probably about, or at least that area, so probably about four years, that building on that prime piece of real estate, it is maybe half a mile from Sac State, right on the border of downtown, tons of businesses in the area, a fast food restaurant with a giant parking lot stood empty for years. I don't know what was up with that Wendy's. I have no idea. High school kid pulling a prank and able to break the laws of physics. I mean, that's more likely than an interdimensional entity taking over a fast food restaurant, sucking the souls out of its employees, turning them into mere husks of humans that simply walk around in empty Wendy's waiting for a customer to come in. But, but, something. I don't know what was going on there, but something was. And whatever was going on there was so toxic that a prime piece of real estate went empty for years. Could you imagine being a realtor and you happen to get, you're like, oh, right, I got the Wendy's gig. I can actually sell this building to someone else, has a full kitchen built in, giant park. It had one of the biggest parking lots in that strip. Massive parking lot, has drive through built in. This is great. I can't wait to sell this. I'm gonna make so much money. Yes, that's how real estate agents talk, as far as I know. I actually know a couple of them, but... And you walk in to this Wendy's. You got your keys jingling them. And you open the door. <laughs> There's like cobwebs everywhere. A black cat. <sighs> but after you shoo away the black cat with the broom and clean up the cobwebs, you're walking around this empty Wendy's and you're like, this is going to be easy to sell. It's perfect real estate. Has all the stuff built into it. But you get a weird feeling. You get a weird feeling about it. You don't know exactly what it is, but you feel like you're not alone. A couple weeks later, You put your sign out, hammered it into the cement. Honey and vinegar real estate, right? You're a subsidiary of that great chain in Philadelphia. You're you're trying to tell a scary story, but I keep cracking jokes. You're the real estate agent. You're inviting these customers into your Wendy's. And so you bring these two customers in, and you're like... I've totally gone off rails with this, but i got to end it somehow. You walk... This is supposed to be scary. You walk people into the Wendy's, and you're like... Look at this. Don't you want this? Like, isn't this a great location for you? And the people are like, yes, yes. We would love to buy 
this property or rent it or whatever you do when you get real estate. We'd love to do this. And then in the corner of the darkened room, I have to I have to make this scary again. In the corner of the darkened room, the two people see something move in the darkness. They don't know what it is. It looks like garbage falling out into the corner of the room. And when the two people look in the corner of the room, they turn to the real estate agent and they go, what was that? And the real estate agent looks at them with a blank look on their face and says, oh, nothing. He's just playing games. That's kind of scary, right? That's kind of scary. DeadRabbitRadio.gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at Facebook.com slash DeadRabbitRadio. Twitter is at DeadRabbitRadio. DeadRabbitRadio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. Bye.